One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Thanks for listening to my dad's podcast, Palapalooza. This week he talks to Greg from Aviator Stash. Enjoy. God, Dad, you're annoying. Leave me alone. <laughs> Mr. Troy. How you doing, dear? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a great day here in San Diego. It's a beautiful year, my friend. Ah, couldn't be, couldn't ask for a better one. Couldn't ask for a better year, as a musician especially. It's just going flawlessly, dude. <laughs> 100%. Are you at work, bro? I am at work. Fuck work. Let's talk about music. Exactly. I figured, you know, <laughs> I figured I, I put in enough work in for today. I'd take a lunch and do an interview. How about that? Dude, I'm telling you, bro. That's how most jobs are. You put in like a solid one to two hours, kind of like office space, you know, the, the movie, you know, you put in a solid hour and the rest of the day you kind of dick around. Where, where do you work? <laughs> I work for a company called OES uh, Equipment. So we do construction sales and construction rental equipment. So we won't tag them in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're sponsored by OES. You know, if you need a if you need rental fencing, you know, rental shitters, <laughs> rental trailers, scissor lifts, whatever you need, we got there it. There you go. <laughs> I know you uh, you stumble into my brother's work every once in a while, Discount Tires, right? You say what up to him? Yeah, I uh, he so we're right there off Miramar, so yeah, he's the closest Discount Tire that I got to me, and it just makes sense to uh, use that facility while I'm at work you know i don't have any downtime i can just have one of my other guys pick me up and drop off the truck and then i can continue work so right on he just moved to mira mesa but uh you can still go to miramar he'll, he'll still hook you up over there ah uh, he went to mira mesa huh? yep he okay. he just got transferred yeah so anyways shout out discount tires man <laughs> greg kellogg dude any any relation to the the kellogg dynasty the cereal no i I've always wished, you know, Fucking a, right? but yeah, Tony the Tiger <laughs> is not my father. <laughs> but you're still great. <laughs> <laughs> they, they call me Greg. There you go. Yes. They're great. The last show I had was House of Blues, January 30th with you guys. Uh, was that your last show? Your last normal show? No, we actually played on the very last week and you pretty much could play we were it was thursday the march 12th was when they put in effect 250 people or more uh could not gather so basically that was the day the festivals all ended and we had a show friday the 13th march 13th the day after that um at a place that held uh, about 275 people. So they were like, oh, it's fine. You know, we'll have 250. We'll cut it off right there. Um, so we played that Friday night 
And that was pretty much the last weekend as we know it. Wow, you got in right at the deadline. What venue was that? Moose Lodge in Oceanside. Yeah, what a crazy six months, seven months. Um, I'm obviously following you guys, you know, on social media. So I see that, you know, you guys were nominated for your San Diego Music Award. You had that going on. I know that you guys tuned into that. What, what are your thoughts on the whole virtual San Diego Music Awards? And congrats on your win. Thank you. I mean, we love going to the event, seeing all the other artists and hanging out. It's just at the House of Blues. It's just so much fun. Uh, this would have been our third year partying with everyone, but we just kind of, you know, we have to just think of it, our old memories and how much fun we had the past two years. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad they did a virtual um, I'm stoked that it did work out. It was pretty clean. I thought I, I didn't see, you know, too many flaws and, you know, something that big and that's going to last that long, you know, of an actual, if you think about it, what was it about a, almost two hours? Yeah. And there wasn't, I didn't really see any technical difficulties except for maybe some, maybe some on the artist side, you know, as they're signing in or. Yeah. No, it was clean. Uh, it was cool, man. You got to shout out Kevin Hellman and uh, the San Diego Music Awards and everyone involved there. Uh, I quickly realized that all the winners were in one virtual room and all the runner-ups were in, the, in another room. I caught onto that real quick, dude. <laughs> I know. We were, we were kind of wondering that same thing because they gave us like a test run the day before uh, on the Sunday. They were like, hey, sign in and you know, make sure your camera works and audio works. And they gave us like a test link. And I had that little, you know, voice in the back of my head. I'm like, does that mean that we won? I don't know. But right. um, anyways, it was great. We were so stoked to be nominated amongst all the other great artists in San Diego. And we, uh, we held on to it again. So two years in a row, winning the same best indie alternative band award so we couldn't be we couldn't be uh any happier two years in a row dude i would imagine you're you're starting to get a little cocky bro right <laughs> <laughs> i mean we talk a lot of smack but you know it's, it's all in good fun You got to shout out the Holy Trinity, right? Uh, Modern History One and the Frets and Aviator Stash. Yes. You guys, you know, you guys are all boys. And I didn't, I knew you and Modern History were, but I didn't know you were so close uh, with the Frets, who I've gotten more into within the last year. You want to talk about that sort of relationship you guys have? It really, it really started probably two years ago. I want to say, man, what was the first? I'm blanking on the first shows that we've. Played. I know we played 710 Beach Club. We played Moonshine Beach. But yeah, we met those guys. And I don't know, it's just some bands you just, you, you just become friends with, you know, even like outside of music. Or, and you start showing up to each other's shows, you know, even when you're not playing. And that's really what probably does it for us is, you know, we're North County boys and we'd show up to a show down in San Diego and it's probably because a, we want to party and B because we just actually like hanging out with them. So yeah, right uh, yeah, we just started to get a little relationship with 
with Liam, John, Bill, Cody. They're all just super rad guys. And yeah, it's, and they're doing it. You know, they're always making these clean, polished uh, songs. I mean, their last, their last single that they released is just, yeah, it's unbelievable what they're able to do. So love them. Oh, absolutely, dude. That that seems like a um, an appropriate group. You know, you guys are all sort of, I would say you're all unique, but you're sort of in that general indie rock category, I would say anyways. And sure. yeah, you got to shout out Cody, dude. He He's killing it, huh? He's sort of the, the producer of the frets, right? Yes. Yeah. Cody's a great guy. Sorry to him and his wife. We went over there and like broke some stuff in their really nice apartment the last time <laughs> we were uh, hanging out with them. <laughs> when was that? Let's hear specifics. It was like springboard week. So it was a couple weeks. It was sometime in January. And we were like, hey, let's do a promo video for the show we were about to play together. And it was actually, we were doing a promo to do Music Box which was a show that we were playing with Modern History of the Frats, Us, and uh, Coral Bells. Yeah. And we are like, yeah, let's do a little promo. And we went over there and started shotgunning beers with our teeth. And <laughs> I think we broke a lamp, and we broke a, a little pot for a plant. And uh, I got an earful from now his wife. Uh, yeah, I saw at that. The, the next little show, she she wasn't too happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> nice, you guys. Aviator Stash likes to get loose, huh? I had you guys over at the uh, Palapa, and uh, you know, Disraeli started the episode off by by smoking a Chiefin. little something, chiefing. I mean, yeah, with, with a name like Aviator Stash, you you've got to hold up to the reputation, I think, right? Yeah, you know, we're just having fun. You're we're having a bunch fun. of knuckleheads that hang out with each other way too much and that's you know it's probably why we make so much music together so yeah talk about that dude I, I know in the last what six to eight months you've released a couple singles correct me if i'm wrong but elevator and hype i think have come out during covid pretty much right yeah so i mean right at the end of 2019 i think like i want to say it was like december 28th we released hype and then we released Elevator that uh, same day we played that show, um, March 13th, Friday the 13th, 2020, pretty much the last weekend on wow. Earth. Isn't that crazy, dude? Friday the yeah. 13th, shit just literally goes to hell in a handbasket. Exactly. <laughs> so we had those two songs. We had a good run. We were working in the studio um in february a lot i think we worked uh full seven days in the studio um probably like right in the middle of february so we were ready to go and then all this stuff happened studios were shut down we weren't able to record uh we started making up a bunch of new stuff kind of sending each other doing the whole quarantine uh send send each other little clips and we throw it in garage band or whatever program that we had we did a lot of stuff just recording, you know, myself. I would just take the audio file, I would throw it on my phone, and I would just sing little demos just right there on my phone. Brand new banger. Banger.
we actually made up quite a few songs. I'd say like three to four were just done that way, which is really cool. Uh, something that we hadn't done and we didn't see each other for, you know, I don't think we played music for almost two months. We played on my birthday weekend, which was May 11th. And that was the first time we played a show since the whole shutdown and stuff. So wow. it was interesting. I will say shout out to Jesse Orlando from Modern History because he was on it. He was calling everyone that, that first weekend right after we played our last show. And it was like, hey, everything's moving to live streams. We need to. That's where he created Band Together. That's right. And yep. he was saying, we need a band together. We need a place that will be able to do it. Um, we need a live stream and we need to do it now. And I talked to my roommate who runs Emerald age, uh, recordings. And that's where I live and everything. That's our studio. And I'm like, Hey, we want to do a live stream thing. And the whole discussion was okay. When like, you know, we're thinking like, let's set it all up. Let's do it in like the next two weeks. And Jesse's like, no, let's do it like now. (laughs) <laughs> so we did it on, I think we did a live stream on March 17th, uh, right. boosted. It was either 17th or 18th. It was like the Wednesday. We did our live stream, boosted, did it on the Thursday night. And then Fashion Jackson did it on the Friday night. And that was like the first week of everyone just being like, what the heck's happening? And we were just right out of the gate doing live streams. So, yeah. Jesse was on top of it. He got everyone together. You know, he got like music box, same, same, but different, right. uh, amplified L works. He just, yeah, he was running a thousand miles an hour. Jesse's a beast. And if you don't know Jesse, he's the guitar player for modern history. He also runs garage Mahal, which is really cool. You can check that out on YouTube, but yeah, Jesse stepped up at the perfect time. He, he sort of predicted what was coming right away. Huh? He did. And we, the only reason why it slowed down was because we were, you know, we were only doing it with like three to four people production crew and then just the band. So we were still under 10 people, but then it just became this kind of, you know, everyone kind of got in the shame game kind of thing where it's like just gathering at all right, uh, was a little sketchy. You didn't want anyone to think that, you know, we're doing something that was, you know, potentially going to hurt others or, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And where was that recorded? I remember tuning into that. What, where was that studio? Was that at Emerald Age? It changed. He was obviously being careful. And so most places and just the mindset was you can't have the same place having people in every single night. You know, we need to clean and space it out. So there were a few different spots. Emerald Age, um, there was actual at Music Box. What's the uh, Studio West for sure had a few of them. Yeah, so you guys were a part of a, a really well produced stream right out the right out the COVID gates, man. Uh, do you have any plans for for any live streams? We do. We said no to a bunch of live streams because we were just kind of we would rather just practice and make up new stuff and everyone was doing live streams. So we we're kind of just over it, but our favorite restaurant, uh, Don's country kitchen, they hit us up 
And we're like, we want you to play inside of our restaurant and do a live stream. They just started kind of a YouTube series a couple of weeks ago, but the guys were playing from their homes and they were just kind of broadcasting it on their YouTube. Right. So we'll be the first band to ever play in their little kitchen. And, yes. and it's, it's just random enough for us. It's going to be a shit show, bro. <laughs> biscuits and gravy and aviator stash i mean that's <laughs> yeah <it. laughs> what's the date on that one dude we're looking like october 28th is gonna be the um the day um nathan hubbard is uh he was the the drummer of parker meridian he's basically doing the whole stream he's handling like the av he's producing it yeah okay cool yeah it should be fun it's it's right there. It's like across the street from Tyler's house. So he can, he can literally just skate across the street and jump on his drums and, and we'll be, uh, we'll be playing at our favorite breakfast place. That's right, dude. I look forward to that, man. I look forward to seeing you guys uh, doing your thing. I know you had one show, right? On a golf course. I saw you guys drinking some beers on a golf course recently. How was that? It was great. It was a, um, a fundraiser for, uh, an organization called boys to men, um, you know, kids that are growing up without fathers and it was a full fundraiser, a bunch of people, a bunch of businesses and individuals from San Diego playing on uh, Rancho Santa Fe, uh, golf course. And man, I tell you, it was so much fun. We had our, we had our own little, uh, tee box that we played on <laughs> and, there was 17 bands scattered throughout the entire course and there was uh vendors you know you had all your beer and food vendors all over the place and it was a beautiful day it was just great to be out there playing again yeah that must have been cool for you guys me and my brother we're, we're big fans dude my brother loves you guys i love you guys we listen to you guys often we we chat about you guys and uh uh, you came up a few days ago, the fact that you guys were playing so consistently, like <laughs> fucking close to once or twice a week almost, and then boom, March hit. So my point is, this must have kind of been a shock for you guys, for sure, huh? It was, but I will say, we've all agreed on this, which is pretty weird for us. We've told each other, hey, we're going to take this month off or we're going to take these two months off and we're going to get these songs recorded or we're going to finish recorded or finish making these songs or whatever it is. We've told ourselves this for the last two years and we've said no to maybe like one show like, no, we're taking this month off. And there's just always some kick ass show that gets thrown into our email and we send that to the group message like, hey, what about this one? And it's like. All right, <laughs> screw it all. We're we're playing. Um, I mean, that's just kind of how it's been. So obviously, we didn't think it was going to be seven months of absolutely not playing in front of an audience. But for the first like four months, we got a lot done and really kind of focused on what we needed to get done. You know, some of these songs we've had since you know we released our last record at the end of 2018, and we're like. Hey, we don't even have these songs recorded yet. We need to, you know, we need to we need to polish them up and and get it done. So we were able to do that, um, which, you know, we got seven we got seven songs that we're gonna release. We're kind of digging around with the date, 
but we're doing with some artwork right now and we'll have a we'll have an ep out hopefully this year seven song ep okay so that kind of brings me to where where are you recording that and is it the same spot that you recorded prescribed it is where is that uh emerald emerald age james page is where uh we do everything i was fortunate enough to move into this house um about a little over a year ago so i don't have a very far walk after the sessions now (laughs) rad and james page is sort of the producer or engineer does he kind of help produce you guys a bit yes engineer slash producer he does it all yeah no he's a great guy and we've always loved working with him and it's kind of been both of us you know he works with a lot of people and it's just really cool to be growing uh, simultaneously, you know, if you listen to the first record to what we're doing now, you know, we're, we're all getting better ears and finding, finding different little tricks as you go along. So hell yeah, dude, I look forward to seven song EP in 2020 or closer to, I mean, we're, we're towards the end of uh, 2020. You think it's going to be more 2021? I put out a, like a little post, just like a little teaser saying like, you know, because the reality is we want to have time to promote it and we want to get it into the right, you know, blogs or, you know, whatever we want to do with actually, we already have the two, those two songs, Hype and Elevator, those are considered singles off of it. Cool. So we are debating on doing a third single, but I think we're just going to, I think we're just going to tighten up and just release it since it is just a seven song um, EP get that out there and right now we're just working on artwork cool and then we'll deal with all the uh advertising and promoting it and getting it pumped up before we release it and have you started tracking that we're in mid-october now it's already done it's done all right when did you finish it i would say we have like maybe 15 more minutes of editing because we're literally like the most nitpicky as anyone is when they're doing it. We have one song that we're featuring a, a rapper on. Uh, Dr. Savvy is going to be on it. And that's the only thing we're just kind of finishing up just a few little vocal edits and we're just waiting on artwork and then posting it up to CD baby and letting it rip. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I look forward to it, dude. Seven song EP, Aviator Stash coming soon. Uh, talk about it's such a cliche question, but talk a little bit about your writing process, dude. Like, you guys are, you know, a very riff based band. You know, I would almost say a sort of a jam band, dude. Is that sort of how you guys get started with the with the guitar riffage, or? I would say so. Um, a lot of our stuff that we've always done starts off with a jam. And we basically always, we record all of our practices. Cool. And from there, we kind of, we take it, we listen to it. And it, you always know right when you played something like, oh, let's listen to back, let's listen back to that, you know, either right now or email the entire group. And that way everyone can kind of take a stab at it when they're on their own. So you kind of polish it up after that. But I would say, you know, from prescribed, majority of the music was started at our rehearsal 
and we just kind of polished it up throughout the next few months and wrote lyrics to it and you know obviously put some bridges or move around the choruses and stuff like that but um sure yeah it's very much of a a collab all five of us kind of doing it at the same time it it just seems to work really easily and pretty quick when we do it that way so that's kind of we don't plan for it we're just doing a practice usually to play for a show and we just start kind of going into something new that's rad yeah that seems to be a sort of a common denominator from what i've heard even with huge bands that songs just flow out especially the good songs right there's a chemistry or a something natural there sure you know that's not forced it just sort of flows right yeah, our first time not doing that was through COVID. And I would say like us actually sending each other files that would just be a guitar file and then me putting lyrics to it and then drums being added to it and then bass being added to it. Wow. Those are, you know, some of the only times that we worked like that. But it was cool because it created a a little bit different of a sound and that's something i feel like all bands are always looking for they're always looking to take a little bit of a turn they're you know looking for something new um right and sometimes the creative process just doing it different doing it not the way that you're used to writing the songs that's how you get just a little bit of a different sound totally yeah get out of your comfort zone right a little bit yeah I'm looking forward to, I know we have these seven songs that are done and ready to go. And those are really songs that we were already working on before COVID. We just had the time to polish them up, edit them through COVID, add a couple new recordings to it. But the songs that we actually made in quarantine 2020, really looking forward to the to those songs because it is a little bit of a different twist and the process was different kind of broke out of that you know we couldn't jam so right hell yeah yeah that was going to be my next question so that will be uh, a new ep right entitled covid with stash or, or something to that effect <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> entitled the shit show of 2020 yeah, our our covid stash uh, the covid the covid stash well, right on. And how many songs would you say you've written applying that COVID sort of strategy of, of emailing files back and forth? For sure, three uh, that like we like and will be songs. There's quite a few other ones that just kind of rot in the inbox, and it was like, oh, that was fun. Or <laughs> it sounds like sounds like you worked from home all day and drank a little too much you know yeah (laughs) totally no i get that i get that you guys can get away with that though a little bit you know you can uh, (laughs) i don't know how to articulate that but i I compare you guys to the doors sometimes you know a modern day sort of doors sound and uh but you can you can get away with with uh sloppy is not the right word but what am i thinking i mean i think it does have just a little bit of that jam it sounds like it came from a jam and then we sharpened it up while we recorded it right you know yeah absolutely but it comes across a little bit more when we play live right. you know we we extend the songs a little bit or we we do a little bit of uh the changes come when we want them to come you know 
Yeah. You give everyone a, all right, right here. Or it's cued by a vocal saying or something, and that's when we change. So that's where I think people think of us a little bit, have some jam mentality. We're definitely not a jam band. Right. But, you know, we, we can we can stay on the looser side. Yeah. And that takes that takes something, man. That takes some chemistry. That's not always easy uh, to to be that comfortable doing that, especially live. So I, I wouldn't say you're a fish or anything like that. You know, no, <laughs> no. we're we're not that far out. But I think it just comes from the amount of time we spend together and how much we do practice. And you know, it's it's us entertaining ourselves as well. We know the priority when we play live is the fans we do it in our best interest too. Like, Hey, let's have some fun. Let's either, you know, there's songs that we've played half of the song and kind of made it into a little medley and like, Hey, people really like this song, but we don't really feel like playing it. So let's give them half of it. Let's get to about the first chorus and let's go right into another song. There you go. And that way they're satisfied and we're also satisfied too, you know, and can continually entertain throughout that hour set or whatever it is right sort of a, an add set list <laughs> yeah i love it you've released a couple videos for uh, gimme and tyler the beat correct within the last few months yes tyler the beat was like the anime yeah that was cool man who put that together kind of trippy totally trippy one of tyler's buddies from portland put that all together he's it's not like a guy that does that per se you know he just um, knows how to do it and is a really cool artist. And Tyler hit him up and was like, Hey, we'd love to have a video done, you know, in your style and came through. We we're stoked on how it turned out. It was definitely different, you know? Yeah. Very different, dude. <laughs> definitely trippy. Like, uh, it, it reminded me of what I would imagine a DMT trip is. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. is very drug influence you know I was, I was a little skeptical on releasing it at first i was like uh are we sure we want this and then and then COVID happened and i'm like dude nothing matters anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah everything's out the fucking window yeah. <laughs> yeah we're stoked to have that finally out and then we finally got around to editing the video for gimme which we we're holding on to for a little while, but we've always really liked that song. It obviously starts off. It's the start track on prescribed. We are just looking at a bunch of stuff that was unfinished that we could get out there that people have never seen. And, you know, what better than a music video that, you know, puts our faces, you know, in the moving sense where it gives you the glimpse of, Oh, they're playing live. Totally. You know, yeah, everyone's missing that right now. So, absolutely, dude. Music videos are crucial, huh? It sort of adds a, a an extra dimension to the song, right? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'm checking out your YouTube right now. You guys have a uh, quite a few videos out. You can YouTube uh, Aviator Stash. Of course, you have the video for Shot Song. Where was that filmed? That was filmed on the cliff of Terramar are technically, we call it warm waters. Um, it's right there out front of the really nice, beautiful power plant in Carlsbad. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That nice, that nice eyesore. But yeah, we were playing 
right on the cliff on the beach. Rad. Yeah, I love that one. That's I think that's one of your older videos, right? Yeah. We're going to have like kind of a recap of when we did play shows, but it's taken from sequence of pictures. So our buddy Sam Freeman, when he takes pictures of us, he's usually snapping like five in a row. So they kind of move a little bit, but they are stilled. And then he put that all into a video. You got like 10 frames per second. So it kind of has that like stop and go um, animation kind of thing. And it's just from like, I think it's three or four of our shows that we did last year. The Wonderfront Festival, the Same Same But Different Festival, some some of us like in the studio recording uh, Hype and Elevator. So it's cool. It's kind of recaps the good of 2019 (laughs) (laughs) before shit hit the fan. Yeah. You mentioned Wonderfront. That that was with a bunch of bands, right? Including I think suicidal tendencies was on that bill, right? Yeah. How was that dude? That was probably the time of our life. You know, we had a full trailer backstage. Uh, We had our own staff for like golf carting us around the entire festival. Right. Um, Cause there are stages all over that entire whatever you call that area of san diego it was right there on harbor drive right right by star of india yeah in that area? so it was just like you know some stages were like a mile away yeah it was great we were playing on the uh tony hawk Huck jam stage so he had the half pipe right there they were doing uh little skate demos and stuff they actually had a band play the entire soundtrack for tony hawk pro skater one yes. while they were skating and they just like ran through the entire soundtrack which is that's what we were like setting up to that's way but, cool. yeah man missed those times right i was almost i think it was the weekend before thanksgiving so almost been a freaking year seems like a lifetime ago huh it's crazy to look back even a year ago and and just look at how different things are now right and like yeah and you know maybe the good that comes from this i always mention this but uh maybe a whole new appreciation for live music and concerts obviously right you betcha i mean no one's doing anything right now unless you have covid supplies that's about the only money maker right now when do you think this shit's going to end? When do you think shows will go back to normal? When do you think Wonderfront is going to come back to San Diego? You know, I would say outdoor festivals are going to be here sooner than we're going to be playing inside Music Box or House of Blues. For some reason, people outside or in a tent, you know, it just seems like that right now people feel safer and are you know if you're practicing social distancing they're letting they're letting that stuff slide a little bit more but i'm seeing even you know restaurants with parking lots obviously we know all the outdoor eating and stuff like that but i'm seeing more and more places start having bands out in parking lots and you know doing little cover charges to come into that parking lot and it's kind of one of those things like you could stand there on the sidewalk and still hear it but it's almost gotten to the point where it's like hey just pay the money because musicians are totally out of work you know there's a lot of there's a lot of different industries that are totally struggling but the only thing bands have been able to do is 
play live streams and basically ask for donations. So right. yeah, the music has totally stopped. So it's cool to see some of these places have some of these balconies or outdoor little areas that, um, they can actually play some music on Saturday, you know, Friday and Saturday night. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Venues are stepping up and doing streams. I watched the tower bar stream the other day. It's sad though, dude, you know, the, yeah. the song, the day the music died always comes to mind. You know, someone's got to write a song about the year the music died, you know, um, which it's, it's sad, dude. Do you think it's going to get back to normal pre COVID ever? I, I believe Yes, I mean, eventually. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. I think it's still going to be very underground and people are just going to, it's going to be the the hush-hush, but hey, we're doing a 250-person show over here. Right. You know, or we're doing a, you know, kind of like a, I don't even want to say like a backyard thing. I want to say like more just like in our back parking lot, you know, but... right. You can get away with some of it if you if it is outside and it's under a certain amount of people and they're practicing, you know, six feet away. You you know you could get away with playing at a hundred and fifty person show. It's just you got to find the right place that's that's doing that. Or I guess now it's car shows. But <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Have you been to one? I went to Switchfoot. How was it? Did they did they just blast out of there just normal PA like it's like as if you were a person there or did you get like a speaker in your car so both okay so they have their whole full sound system set up on stage and it's also pumped into an fm uh radio station okay um so you you could do either or and it was pretty well produced it was well done i mean it was high re and switch foot a little bit different obviously you know you're in your car uh You know, cars would like honk and flash their lights <laughs> instead of instead of applause, bro. I mean, <laughs> it's like the year of optimism, dude. We're, we're trying to make all this work, and we're trying to have like the the right mindset and a positive sort of outlook on it. But it's all fucking weird, dude. You know, there's really no yeah. there's no getting around it, and it's all not normal, and it's all really not good. <laughs> no. It really isn't. It's it's just not a good thing to have this much stress throughout this year with everything going on with all the bullshit politics and no music. It's like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it's almost like we were silenced for this election like no music to influence anything that is happening right now. <laughs> Holy shit, I know. I always say that if you're a conspiracy theorist in 2020, you must be going nuts. Oh my goodness, I cannot even imagine. <laughs> Already, people people can't people can't even sleep just because of what is this year. And if you're if you're all wrapped up in conspiracies, man, you've probably been up for seven months, or or or, or you're already in a mental hospital. Right. <laughs> I mean, dude, I would believe nothing surprises me this year. Nothing could surprise me. No. Trump getting COVID. Yeah. Yep. Uh, big deal. Yeah. Trump hospitalized for three days. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's 2020. Big deal. <laughs> pretty much you know it's that was kind of one of the things when i was kind of teasing people about should we release it in 2020 or should we release it like on january 1st at you know 1201 <laughs> like literally the minute 
2021 hit should should we release it then <laughs> that would actually be kind of funny for for a uh, funny for a, a you know marketing perspective just yeah. you know ce- celebrate the end of 2020 with aviator stash yeah. with our new album maybe we will just write a song just specifically about that and just say like it's a new year we're a minute into it uh, yeah and on the other hand, I think it's a good time for people to have music, uh, new music, and, and uh, people have the time to listen to it. So there's arguments uh, yeah. to release it in 2020. But regardless, bro, I'm going to listen to it. I'm stoked for it. Uh, seven new songs coming soon. Shout out to uh, James Page and uh, Emerald Age Studios. Yeah. I'm a big fan. You know this. Thanks for, thanks for playing the shows, too. You mentioned taking... You know, every opportunity, and uh, I have to shout out that you've taken a couple of punk rock shows in the last year, dude. So props. <laughs> well, thanks to you. Ever since we met you, we're like, hell yeah. <laughs> that last time we were on, you're like, would you ever want to do a punk rock show? Hell yeah. <laughs> I can, let's do it. I was going to say, we met some really great people, and, you know, I think we've even shared fans over those shows. So it worked out, you know. Our fans enjoy your guys' stuff, and... I think it's vice versa. I mean, the the main thing is, is we're all having fun and we kind of fit into that little bit of more energy type side that the punk rock scene provides. So, Oh, absolutely, dude. We got so much good feedback uh, from your set at House of Blues and at Legacy. We got to shout that out. It's, oh, yeah. That was almost a year ago, dude. Our Halloween show, you know, know, we were all dressed up at Legacy and uh, that was good. good turnout, a fun night, Legacy Brewing crazy a year ago yeah different world fucking different world straight up we should be able to do it though right because everyone will be wearing a mask for halloween (laughs) i know they're yeah they're talking about canceling halloween and i'm like bro halloween it's the (laughs) holiday when you wear a mask (laughs) cancel halloween okay okay yeah unreal bro unreal (laughs) unreal well Right on, big guy. Anything else? You got videos out. Uh, you got a couple new singles out within the last year. You got some new music coming soon. I look forward to it. It's nice to catch up, dude. Uh, shout out to the San Diego music scene. Anything you want to say? All I got to say is hopefully the next time we do this, we're all together with all the boys, you know? Not just uh, not just doing a phone conversation, but I do appreciate the support that you've given us and Man, let's just hope things get better. That way we can do another uh, Aviator Stash Plays a Punk Rock show. <laughs> I'm thinking about having bands in the backyard, dude. So if you, I'll reach out to you guys. Right if you want to do a live stream, you know, maybe towards the end of the year or something. Right we'll on. talk more about that. Um, one word in closing to summarize 2020. Shit. <laughs> Perfect, bro. Absolutely brilliant. Dude, Greg Kellogg, singer of Aviator Stash. Uh, pleasure catching up, brother. I'll, I'll let you get back to work, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Troy. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. There you go. Thanks for your time, Greg. Uh, check out Aviator Stash on all platforms. Check out the new videos on YouTube. And expect a new seven-song EP soon from Aviator Stash. Thank you so much for listening, San Diego. Wish you guys the very best. Stay sane. Stay healthy. We'll see you next year.
I'm the Lapalooza. I'm 